All right, here we go. Podcast time. It's PowerWorks coming to you from the Rove Hotel, downtown Dubai. Glenn Powers here. We're going to talk about cars, and we got we got some amazing things to talk about. A mega engine that yes. Chevy's got 1,004 horsepower. Need one of those. But we've also got ongoing news about chips and i thought this was over i truly thought it was over glenn and you you say you know hey we got to talk about this i'm just i'm reading in the newspaper last night volkswagen still struggling yeah many automotive manufacturers still struggling like this chip mayhem has gone nowhere and it's only getting worse yeah it's um I've, obviously we didn't have it on the notes I had a conversation with somebody yesterday and we won't mention names or brands it's just a brand that I love yeah. so not hard to work <laughs> out but they're they're not receiving a delivery of new cars here until February yikes yeah and this so, has been recorded on the 26th of October 2021 yeah. they're not going to get anything until February 22 so we're talking three months four yeah. months of nothing so, I mean, the, the good side is this means automotive manufacturers can go and dig some of the cars out of the, the, the sand that they've got stored. How many they have, I don't know. But, but A, they're going to be dated already. Mm-hmm. And B, while they're going to still want to charge you know, the, the finder's fee for that car because, hey, you know, you want a new car and it's going to be hard to get one. And we can sell you this one from a, you know, it's, it's, it's a year old. It's the last year's year model, but you know, we want this year's year model prices because mm-hmm. you can't get a car. It's, it's going to create this very interesting dichotomy. It's yesterday was a real eye opener for me. So we've had a lot of, we always get a lot of people wanting used cars inspecting before they buy them. So right. we, we do at least one a day. At least really? one a day. One a day. At least. Sometimes it's crazy. Like yesterday we did two. A message from a guy this morning who's <laughs> already bought a Mini. And Yeah, no, he literally said to me, can you check my car? I've had a disaster. I've already bought it, but I need it checking. <laughs> dude. He sent me a picture dude. of the warning light. I'm like, right, that's a Mini. Had you asked me, I'd have told you not to buy one. But now you've already got it. We'll have to inspect it, but... You know, so we, we did, do he a didn't lot. realize you do the inspection before you buy the. No, car. he's had a problem with it. Spoke to a friend, yeah, and his friend said, "Why didn't you ask me? I literally did, bought my car a month ago after Glenn inspected it. Yeah. This one that referred him, I went out to a, a car lot and inspected it at the car lot, okay. drove it around, and uh, his friends now ended up in a mess with an overheating mini with no airbags and all that sort of stuff. So, yikes! Well, everything's fixable. Yeah, no yeah. need to panic, but. You know, when you spend money on a car. Yeah. So anyway, we were talking to a guy yesterday and his car was in with us. He needs an AC evaporator. Oh. Pretty standard here. Yep. With the, with the humidity and the condensation. And we've talked about how, you know, if you can flick your AC off for 30 seconds before you turn the engine off and leave the fan blowing, then it helps to dry that out so it can yeah. help reduce yeah. bacterial growth, but also corrosion that will cause the leaks. But it was too late for that now. It's already leaking. It's quite a big leak as well. So he wanted to get rid of the car. He'd had enough of spending money on it. It was a Golf R. I wished I had the money to buy it. (laughs) Now, he wanted to sell it, but he'd already tried a year ago to trade it in at a showroom. And they told him his mileage was too high. It was 160 at the time. And it wouldn't take a trade in? The mileage was too high. They couldn't sell it on. It's now done 180. 
they offered him money for it yesterday. So they've got no stock. <laughs> they're going, we'll fix it. Desperate, yeah, desperate. We, we can fix it. We can turn that, this around. that same showroom, we'll give him a bit of a shout out. That's RMA Motors okay. here in Dubai and DIP. Their target is not sales now. For the next few months, their target is purchasing. So they have a team of purchasers, which is double the number of the team of sales execs. And they need to purchase cars because they're just bottlenecked. There's so few cars now. Mm. And prices are going so high. Yeah. And if there isn't a new one on the forecourt, this this is literally the time. If you've got, let's say you've got the money to go and buy a brand new car that's like something special, let's say a G-Wagon or let's say yeah. Range Rover is probably a bad example because the new model is imminent, but probably even a Range Rover. If you had the money to go and buy one, you would then be able to sell it back to the dealer in a few months for profit probably because they need the models on the forecourt. So this is the time. But it just all came to a head. I had a conversation with a friend, as I say, uh, uh, certain manufacturers after sales that they were getting no prep work and one of their particularly popular, very well-priced models at the minute, the seven-seat one, there's one left. One. One left. (laughs) They had one left for sale and that was it. And they weren't expecting... And their storage, they got nothing in storage? Wow. Wow. And this is why we got onto the conversation because every other car on the road is one of those at the minute. Yeah. And I've spoken to Andrew about, he was thinking about taking a lease on one. They had one left for sale. So, you know, you look into it and from the UK side of thing, everything gets blamed on Brexit. And, and Europe in particular probably picked up on that one as well, but obviously COVID worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. But this chip shortage <laughs> is crazy. Like a, a friend of mine in Altaya, who's the parts manager there, he was saying to me, we're struggling for parts. Like, well, what's that got to do with chips? I mean, that's the thing. But they've, well, they're not, but they're, they're not so making factories parts. are closing. So they're not making the extra parts that they can sell. So factories are closing. So then the, the sort of second and third and fourth tier suppliers for f- car plants are saying, well, we're not going to stockpile a load of parts not knowing when you're going to open again. So we'll yeah. stop. So we're not producing that window motor for you anymore because yeah. we don't know when you're going to stop. So, you know, Skoda in September they reported that they were going to shut plants for a week. Yeah, Wolfsburg, there that's carried on. Wolfsburg, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're le- I, I read yesterday they've made the, the the least number of automobiles in history. Yeah. Well, 1968 was the year they made this few. So there was a big. <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah, yeah. there was a big um, board meeting about productivity improvements that VW held it and it, it, it made the news not that it normally would but it made the news because um, the CEO of VW and Elon Musk are very good friends of course they are so he invited Elon Musk to do a virtual participation and he spoke so Elon Musk spoke to Volkswagen Group board about how they can implement his strategies of increasing productivity Volkswagen don't need that for their current setup. But what's going to happen is, reading between the lines, and this is conjecture from my side, I'm not saying I've been told this, but they're going to reduce their staff levels. Right. They've got no choice. And what they then need to know is, well, when we go from 120,000 people in Wolfsburg down to 60, how do we maintain productivity? Mm. So you've got a situation where, you know, Elon Musk is about to open up a huge plant in Germany, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Huge plants to fund, Europe, to feed his European market. The Model 3 Tesla was not just the best-selling EV in Europe, it's the best-selling car yeah. in Europe. Can you imagine? 
So <laughs> he's got to feed that. But brands like Volkswagen, giants of the game, are, are needing to know, well, we can't afford to keep all these staff on because we're not able to make the amount of cars, but how do we keep a certain level of car production with less staff? Yeah. And this is the way, I'm afraid. This is the way, unless unless things change soon. I don't know. And then what do you do about, how do you get customers to go back to a showroom? When yeah. the, What do you do? Oh, the chip shortage has ended. Come back and buy a car. No. Well, you know, the thing is, you take someone like Skoda, you take someone like Volkswagen, you, it's, it, and it, look, it goes across every manufacturer. Yeah. So now they've ramped down the all of the on-time delivery has ramped down. Yeah. In order to ramp up, it's not just well, you know, we've been closed for 3 months. It's going to take months to get every all, you know, the whole supply line back running and I hate to say it, but if you're closed for 3 months, you got people who get out of the industry. And yeah, I used to be a welder or yes, I used to be a, a delivery van driver or yep. yes, I used to work a, in the machine shop that's producing the casings for this motor. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore because now I got another job working over here and they say, well, hey, we're back in business. We need you back. It's like, yeah, too well, late. You know, in the case of, to give an example for, for which, you know, could happen, somebody in the UK, for example, would say, oh, they're, you know, they're desperate for HGV drivers. I'll go and do, I'll go and do that for a living. Yeah. You know, I'll yeah. go and, I'll go and drive a lorry. And then I was told on my first day as an apprentice, I'd worked here and there in the industry and I'd trained in the industry, but my first day on my proper job at VW, I was told, get out of the trade. <laughs> That was my first day by the guy who'd been there 50 years. Get out of the trade. Get out while you can. And the problem is those that do don't go back. That's exactly it. Nobody goes back. My brother's my not My brother's back. an example he's of it. He loves GM. He loves the product, everything. He's a master he's mechanic. Going, he going 20 back. years, 20 plus years working for GM. And those that get out don't go back. Yeah. And I don't care whether that's workshop floor, factory floor, even board level. It, people don't go back. Yeah. So this is the the frightening thing because... Not only have we seen the issue in um, General Motors plant where you've got the staff wanting to say, hang on, I'm losing all my <laughs> my work here because you're starting to do EV production, not ICE production, and, and, and well, can't you just retrain me? Yeah. That was a couple of years ago. Those guys left. They're already not coming back. Now there's more cuts to make. They're not coming back. And you lose... The problem is you tend to lose the more experienced people. Exactly. And those guys are the ones that can train the young guys that come in and the men and women that take over the spot of apprentice. They need an algorithm on a computer can't tell them how to do the job. Mm. There's certain things that you have to see and feel and and at the moment AI isn't there to replace that and that would the fact that it probably never would be is fair to say I think but you well, no 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 hold on hold on I just had a conversation with Jason Michaud from Stardust Industries he's he's the guy you're going to want to talk to he's, yeah. he's also known as the disruptor and the mosquito is what what he's known as in the industry is oh the mosquito's back <laughs> <laughs> the industry calling him a mosquito. Yeah, because he's, he's he's just a pain everywhere, and you can't, just can't get him out of your ear, and he, he just doesn't give up. He's just back, he's back, he's back, and he's disrupting. But that's exactly what he's working on, space guy. He's working on haptics so that you could literally do AI, and it, it, they're really working on a space hug is one of the things they're working on, but so that you could literally, they're, they're working on a, a lunar 
rover for the moon where you can actually feel the surface of the moon. Nice. While you're sitting on Earth. So, so it's coming. But you still need to fail. You still yeah. need a human to fail. <laughs> well, yeah. You, so you need to have the person who's in there says, yeah. okay, let me show you exactly. So, it, it, yeah, it, it's got a while to go. But yeah. you're, you're right. It's, I mean, we're, we're, so we're losing the experience. We're losing people who are just now not going to go into the field. They might have been training for it and say, hey, you know, I'm going to go into it. I'm going to go into it. And yeah, there's going to be jobs. And now they're going, forget it. I'm not doing it. And... Well, there's been a lot of stuff, like we said, we've mentioned Brexit, we've mentioned COVID. There's a lot of other stuff where, you know, you cannot, there's a factory fire. You know, there's yeah. factories have caught fire in, in, in Japan and, and, and places where these these things are produced. Raw materials aren't necessarily easy to find anymore. There's so many issues that we can't yeah. do anything about right now. Yeah. that It's crazy. It's, you know, it, it, it's a massive thing that my friend in Altaya was saying to me when they were having a restriction on parts that they'd spoken to people that were saying look buy yourself a spare mobile phone because they're going to struggle to make mobile phones soon yeah that's ridiculous. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, people believe it. Yeah, yeah. Get another you mobile. Know, people believe it. So get your computer now. <laughs> Down to yeah. car four. Get that computer because yeah. you know what? They're having chip issues. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so you know how far you go with how bad it can get is is left to the individual imagination because it's it's unprecedented at times you know the fear is how do you recover from it well it, and it doesn't seem to be give, it, it's not abating it's just continuing like i yeah. said i'm i'm I hadn't, I hadn't heard the news cycle of this for a while and i'm thinking it's over and no it's getting worse not and now anywhere. now you're telling me that there's there's you know dealers who oh, have no cars coming for three months? Yeah. On, on what planet have we ever heard of that happening? Like, we, we've is- we've mentioned and we've we've you know been quite clear in our let's say on a on a just unable to understand how they can have stockpiles of cars sat in a desert yeah. storage and that they can't sell, that they don't push out there and try and sell. Well, now they've got to. <laughs> now they're, they're dusting them off and they're, yeah, they're no. putting, they're, they're going through the, the, you know, the store, they're going through their parts area at the dealers saying, okay, can we put some more trim on this? Can we, what can yeah, we yeah. add to it? What yeah. can we, we got to sell this thing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to get through some stock. From, yeah. But the, the thing is, those are old cars though. Are you going to, a showroom wanting to buy the new model or are you going to a showroom paying a premium because you're accepting the one that was a year or two old yeah some great deals you would think to be had but then they've got to still maintain certain income levels so yeah. then they want well, to sell them at the main price well, I'm they, thinking some of these showrooms they used to have quite a few salespeople in there well if you've got no cars coming in yeah, <laughs> you're just yeah. clearing what's in the lot Yikes! I guess that's great if you're your auto mall or someone like that because suddenly used car prices are through the roof and 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 since you can't get a new car, well maybe I will go look at the used car now. Yeah, but auto mall rely on trade-in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's no trade-ins yeah. coming because they have got nothing to trade in for. Yeah, I know it's brutal. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's certainly from our point of view, it's time to really double down on the whole maintain your car properly and keep it for longer. Yeah, you know, like definitely, and you can have a conversation with with Colin about it on the next We Will Fix It podcast. You know, they're in a 
position with their fleet where they think, you know, do we just maintain them for a bit longer than just yeah. keep swapping them out? Yeah. And I think economically it's much more sensible to maintain. Yeah. And accept that there will be at some point a catastrophic failure of, of an engine because they don't run forever. But that's once every so often. Yeah. Maintain. And, and that now, for us, is good. The only problem we have with it is steel goes up, oil goes up, yeah. parts go up, availability <laughs> goes down. Yes. So then all of a sudden... You're like a doomsday machine. Well, yeah, but you know, we, we get great because people want to keep the cars because they've got no choice. Yeah. But then when they want to maintain it, we, we, can't, we yeah. can't provide the service at the same rate because we've got increase on price of everything. So it's a genuine, a genuine issue. One that's, you know, kind of linked to it all is shipping. Oh, yeah. The, air travel. Whole, yeah. They're desperate to get people back in the air, but their costs have gone through the roof, surely. Yeah. The cost down yeah. on numbers of staff is, is down. Yeah. yeah. But you want attractive fares to get people back in. Yeah. But prices <laughs> of everything else have gone up. So... Well, we saw one the other day, just the same kind of thing. We said, yeah, it, it, it's the cheapest ticket I've ever seen to get to Europe. It was, it was like 900 dirhams for two. But... On the back of a camel. No, 900 dirhams for two but then you had to add in all the other charges uh, <laughs> yeah and if you if you landed in the UK there's like four million well that's what it is tax. so so by the time you're done the 900 dirhams turned into 3400 dirhams oh, yeah and but it, it, you're looking at it going, well yeah now all these airports that haven't been making any money they've got a huge area that has a huge number of people and it, it's built that they have to maintain regardless yeah, yeah. all the runways are re- working all the electronics are working everything is maintained and they've still got to pay for that yeah and so well yeah the fees go up and the fees just get jumped, dumped onto you and me yeah. into the ticket price. Everything gets dumped onto it. <laughs> so, and, you know, so suddenly it's, it's, and it's just this vicious circle. And then, yeah, you get somewhere. Oh, yeah, you still got to gotta eat. Well, not, not as many places are open. And you still got to stay somewhere. Well, you know, we, we, we lost our customer service people. I've heard that. You know, it's, it's every industry. I've heard that with hotels. Part of the problem that some of the hotels are facing is they're losing some of their front end workers because other industries who need people who can do customer service are paying them a premium yeah. to leave the hotel yeah. and come and work in sales and stuff. In the UK, there's a situation during COVID where a lot of people, everything was doorstep delivery, yeah. went and took jobs with <laughs> places like Uber, yeah. Deliveroo, Amazon. And they're like, I ain't going back. Exactly. I'm not flipping burgers. I'm not going to yeah. concierge. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm my own boss. I'm on the road. Well, look, look, we're in Dubai. You can go to every grocery store now. Like, sure, you got to have a mask. Our numbers are down under 100. People seem to be doing things properly. Yeah. Social distancing still sort of there, but people are more masked. Yeah. And it's, it's at the end of the day, washing their hands, staying masked. It seems to be working. Yeah. You go to the grocery store. I go to Carrefour. And... I'm seeing more DoorDash or yeah, yeah. you know InstaShop things or their own brand of, of personal shopper than I've ever seen before. People have decided I don't like shopping. <laughs> we we did so to try and keep so last Wednesday, the day before the holiday, last Thursday was holiday. So last Wednesday, absolute nightmare day. Yeah. Absolute nightmare day. Very short notice to be a holiday already had things booked in for the Thursday we then had to try and rearrange oh, for the no, Wednesday doubled no. the workshop load trying to get them back before the holiday because everyone wants their car I need so my car my phone dies while I'm out on using sat nav all day picking up delivery and then I had to pick my daughter up from a play date don't ask so gets to 
gets picks my daughter up, goes back to the garage. I'm like, right, put my phone in. Amy, she's going to have to stay with me for a while. She's already eating tea. She's good to go. I'll bring her home with me. Yeah, it's fine. No problem. So it's like 7.30 and we're in the car yeah. and we're driving up Umskeen Road. Oh, no. Which is... A 20 kilometer car park. 20 kilometer car park every day after 3.30. And there is no other way. Not really. No. We could could go go Andrew's way, way, but it's like way out of the way. So while she's moving, you're not saving time. So we're sat in the traffic. I'm thinking, I need to keep her awake. So she falls asleep now. She ain't going to sleep when she gets in. Gone her. Parents have all been there. They know where I'm at. Yeah. Now we played a game to stay awake, keep her awake, count the delivery bikes. So there's a big roundabout on the new road and she was really, yeah. her head was dropping. So literally from the big roundabout on the um, D54, it's like, I don't know, four kilometres to the cycle roundabout where we do a U-turn and yeah. go into where we live. 37 delivery bikes only on our side that we went past. 37? 37 delivery bikes. And when I told Amy about it she she was like no way I was like yeah so then on the third on the Friday we went to the beach early and we were driving back and we got to the police college at the bottom and we said we'll count from here got to 106 (laughs) that's just on one road (laughs) so that that wasn't the case two years ago there was Deliveroo and there was Talibat and there's Amato and you know Uber Eats and all that but there wasn't the number there are now. No, it's crazy. Because people and, just, I'm just going to get everything delivered. Yeah. and But, you know, it, it, you need the bikes. And those bikes, hey, they have chips in them too. Bikes need fixing. I know. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly. And there's, there's the tracking systems. <laughs> yeah. And, and they, yeah. they all need a phone. And yeah. there's the people sat in the main office tracking everything and taking the orders and submitting exactly. the orders. And Can you, I mean, it's, if if the chip industry just collapses, we're, we're goners. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's talk of it recovering and, and there's no sign of, anybody actually saying it won't yeah. and it will get back on I think people are going to have to come together on it and say look we're not paying that massive increase in price you're going to have to just carry on as you were because there's no you know there's yeah. no way you can just if everything else is so more it's so much more expensive now and we've mentioned before with 16% increase on the price of, of our oil and yeah. just because the steel that the drums made out of is, is more expensive and Peter Bogenbeck, he's he's got a nine month lead time on some components. Like, how does he predict his yeah. sales over nine months? Seriously overstock, yeah. or try and save money and understock, and then lose customers? So these things are yeah. affecting every every single facet of our business that you yeah. don't even realise. You know, like it's it's so strange yeah. when you actually. Like I say, I, it just came to a head yesterday and I just started reading about it and reading articles about it. And, you know, there's certain people online saying that the factory closures for Skoda, obviously the VW Group stuff was what in, interested me the most, but the factory closures for Skoda are, 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 are more serious than, than first thought. And there's, you know, there's uh, all of the assets and um, facilities and everything else associated with that brand is all being pushed towards the EV production for the big brands in the group of Volkswagen and Audi. But like, you know, it's tearing, tearing brands apart, literally. Like, where do you go? Where do you go for your production? And like I say, for us, good. People maintain the cars, keep the cars longer. Mm. Excellent news. But that's not always 
an easy thing to do, especially with costs going up. So, yeah. interesting times. Yeah. What do you think of this Chevy 1,000 horsepower engine? Well, it's, it's necessary, it's, obviously. <laughs> is that just them giving the finger to the EVs? Just saying, you know what? <laughs> We've got the whole, some old tech here. Yeah, I mean, you can get those. The, um, CJD, Chrysler Jeep, Dodge, do the um, elephant crate don't they yeah. which is the the Hellcat engine which is I think that pushes out yeah. to a thousand horsepower or something yeah, the elephant crate engine I mean <laughs> excellent I mean great I mean I know with the CJD one I sent you this link the other day because I was like yes let's get one of these and I thought you know your brother would be all about it but with the elephant one you can get you can tell them I'm putting it in a 1960s Plymouth and they'll send you everything you need to put it in there. Can you imagine? Great. So when, when, not if, but when you send the email to get one for the Wrangler, they'll send you the wiring for it, we'll put it in, and you can start bossing the sand dunes. Finally, finally, I will be the sand dune king. Yeah, not over them, through them. I just, I just can't imagine it. The thing is, though, Imagine you had the, you had the guy a couple of weeks ago who was complaining about his gas mileage. We want we want to follow up on that, <laughs> yeah. but can you imagine how bad your gas mileage? I mean, you've got a smile on your face as you're powering through everything, but you, you know you own it shares in Shell, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but you know what? For the size of the engine, they should be embarrassed that it's taken them all this time to get an, uh, these engines to a thousand horsepower. It's yeah. embarrassing. It is actually the it's size good. of them. Yeah. I mean, then again, in the seventies, you got like what was it in the Trans Am? Was that that something like one hundred and seventy horsepower? <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. Like, and that was a lot of horses, yeah. man. Whoa, what, what you got for horsepower in there? Yeah, it's like I'm running one seventy horsepower. Well, good effort. I'm just gonna. I'll walk to the park, but you know, but um, you looked good. Well, this is the thing, right? This is the thing. I think it was, I think Shazad put a post on his Instagram the other day. It was like a, a cartoon meme of a, a guy pulling up next to somebody in an old, I'm sure it was an old Corvette. And it was like, my mum's Maxima will do you at the lights. He's like, yeah, no, but I don't care. I look better. Which is, it's, it's right. You know, that's all it's about. So it's all cool. That's Shazad Sheikh, by the way, the, the brown car guy. Look him up on Instagram and TikTok and yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So, so shots fired. General Motors have put four yeah. horse, four horsepower extra than the elephant <laughs> one from CJD. So let's see if CJD can't do a, it's Ford's time to. I mean, Ford's got to yeah. be in on that. So like, it's Ford getting on it. In fact, what Ford need to do is they just need to do one and say, we're not creating it. We're putting it in a Mustang. Yeah. We're sorry about the four cylinder <laughs> engine that we've been putting in them lately. <laughs> yeah. This is how we're going to make it's it up to you. Yeah. apologies. Yeah. I, I, there's just no way. I mean, I know you can get great power out of that, that engine. They still go really well, but they it do, doesn't but rumble when you start no, it up. No, and that's, that's wrong. That's, that, yeah, certain things should be kept. I'm not a Ford guy. I'm not a Mustang guy, but there's certain things to appreciate. Yeah. And when you start a Mustang up, it should rumble and yeah. make a heck, of, a heck of a noise. Yeah. Obnoxious. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, you were driving around in a Pajero. Lucky you. And it was funny because... It wasn't said, funny. You, <laughs> the, the owner was complaining the bad gas mileage. And I was complaining... I standing out, one, yeah. I was standing outside of the thing going, it's kind of smelly too. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't the vehicle. It was, it was just something in the exhaust. I'm going, why does it smell like that? Yeah, so it suffered with a bit of mal-maintenance, really, so okay. that's all you can say. The spark plugs were all fouled. Mm. The throttle body needed a good clean-out. But what had happened is the oxygen sensors had, had gotten fouled up. Ah. So 
unlike on a European vehicle, the engine management systems aren't overly sensitive on these. So you can run it pure petrol out the exhaust and it pretty much doesn't bring the, the light on. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I'm not interested enough to want to know. It seems really wrong. Yeah, so if you get an engine light on a, on a, on a Pajero, it's like, scrap it. We'll never fix it. <laughs> Something, the engine must be working in reverse. Just scrap it. So if the engine light comes on. Never had an engine light on a Pajero, never. Even when Collins messed around with one. Never had an engine light on one that I can think of. See, they're indestructible vehicles. When they're dead, they're dead. No, but the problem is they're killing the planet. <laughs> that too. That's the, the planet problem. is not indestructible. That's why they're going to stop making them. Well, that's why they haven't. I'm happy about it. And we will have a Pajero's finish party in my friend's new bar. The Pajero had 300 kilometers to a tank. That's not very good. No, even for a Pajero. And it was a shorty. So, yeah. you know, it should have had more than that. We got it to 400 kilometres in the tank. Okay. Spark plugs, clean the throttle body, and we changed the oxygen sensors. The smell was just the fuel that was in the exhaust, oh. just burning off. Okay. So we, we gave it a good run, hold it on manual shift in second gear, and got the RPMs as, as high as we could for as long as we could safely, so about 4,000 RPM, and just got the exhaust really, really hot and burnt it all off. And the customer's been happy with it. Oh, good. We also inflated the tyres to the right pressure, which probably would have helped 5 or 10% uh-huh. without doing anything else. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was one of those which was good to fix. Hmm. You know, that's a genuine, you've made a difference there, you know, yeah. a third more out of a tank than you were getting before. Uh-huh. So, Is that pretty common? That, you know, fouled spark plugs? Yeah, plugs? especially on the Pajero. Why? Why? Because they don't put the light on. Right. They, they, they're so in, they're so insensitive to issues, <laughs> and they they get rubbish hmm. fuel economy anyway. Yeah. And they're not the smoothest of runners, and they're noisy and agricultural, and people don't necessarily realise there's a problem. Yeah. You know, if that had been a a Volkswagen or an Audi or a Mercedes or a BMW, they'd have had the light on six years ago and it'd have been like refusing to let you start it. Yeah. But, you know, different systems for, for different expectations, mm. but they they aren't the easiest for the customer because they gradually get worse. Yeah. I think that's what it is. But we've had a, managed to fix that one and, and, you know, the, what do you what do you do when a lot of people now pay for fuel to be delivered to the house here? You know, yeah, I've never done that. Don't I, necessarily. I keep thinking I should, but I, I, I still line up at the petrol station. Yeah, and you know, you, you drive to and from, you probably pass a couple, right? So you can just easily call in. Half and, a dozen. Half yeah, a dozen. Yeah. But, you know, out in the sticks where we are, mm. there isn't one. Okay. All the way back and all the way in, there isn't one. So mm. that's, that's true. You're, you're between that, that roundabout the biking thing there there's not there's nothing no no nothing at all like every night i mean cafe need to sort this out the guys that are delivering the fuel but it's like 10 o'clock at night and they're reversing their trucks in <laughs> beep, 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 no. driving forwards and turn around yeah you can there's space to u-turn even your full fuel truck like or just don't do it after 10 o'clock at night please but yeah there's um it's hard for some people to to notice and we're all busy doing other things, so you lose track of time. You forget how many kilometres you've done. Yeah. You don't realise how expensive the fuel is yeah. actually. So we fixed it, and 
and it it'll keep it going. And we've had that on Pajeros a few times. What do you think is going to replace the Pajero? Because it's been a workhorse. They've made a lot of money off that. Vehicle. Mitsubishi should now plant 40 million trees <laughs> to make up for the Pajero's production and they should now go into producing trees. Hmm. That's what they should do with it, genuinely. Yeah. I mean, there's... Do they really want to produce that type of car anymore? There's uh, Maybe except for here. I don't know if people are behind those anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, what, what's the point? Yeah. They don't... I mean, I don't even see the Lancer anymore. All the f- I, thought, I actually thought they stopped making the Lancer. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I don't even see the Lancer anymore. So Peter, Borg and Bet, they used to do all the fleet parts for the yeah. rental cars and they yeah. just... Gone. Defleeted him. Huh. So he's got loads of parts flying around <laughs> so for them as well, I'm sure. So if you've got a Lancer, you know where to get some good boys. Yeah, yeah, parts. yeah. Let me know. <laughs> but, like, do they just not want to do cars anymore? Maybe not. Well, interesting. They'll come out with something. Yeah. Like a flying <laughs> car or a hoverboard or whatever. So. Well, maybe they're just going to stay in heavy equipment. You know, when I think yeah, Mitsubishi, well, that's it. Anyway. Mitsubishi don't get They do rotate in electrics, so yeah. alternators and, and yeah. even AC compressors, I think they've got shipping. Yeah. They've got agriculture. They've got all the equipment in shipyards can be Mitsubishi. Yeah. Batteries. I never think of them as cars. I mean, yeah, they do cars, but... Anyway. Maybe that's why the Pajero and the Lancer were so what they were. Maybe. They just, it was a bit of a, well, we just also do these. Yeah. Maybe they're out of it now. Or they're going to come out with the greatest EV and they've kept it quiet. And it it's, could be. It's, it's going to be fully just, autonomous. <laughs> yeah. It's going to, it's going to be able to fly, drive itself, park itself, take itself to the garage when it's broken. Wouldn't that be nice? I love that. Who knows? I thought it was interesting. Uh, Hertz Global has ordered... 100,000 Teslas. <laughs> yeah. 4.2 billion in revenue for Tesla. 100,000 of them. I mean, what? <laughs> it's only five days production for Elon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but, but it's, you know, they're, the the lead to the article, Global Hertz Holding, barely four months out of bankruptcy, placed an order for 100,000 Teslas. They're banking on this. And, and this is... Well, not, this is that whole problem, though. It, again, we're right back to the very beginning with uh, automobile shortage. That all the rental companies off-fleeted everything. Now they don't have anything. Now they got to start buying stuff, but there's nothing to buy. We damaged a car in our workshop the other day. Uh, g- genuine accident. A door swung open oh. and hit a car that was next to it. So it needed some paint. Customer couldn't leave it with us. We obviously told him. Of course yeah. we did. Couldn't leave it with us. He needed the car. He's a principal at a school here, actually. So he needed the car. So we said, look, we'll get you a hire car. Because that's what we do. We get people a hire car. And, and if yeah. it's on us, we foot the bill, which in this case it is. We've had to pay 400 dirhams per day for a car. And it's the only rental company that had dirhams. a car. And all the other companies that we usually use wanted, no, no, it's minimum month. You need to commit to it for a month. And we don't actually know if we've got a car available. We'll just have to update you if one comes back. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Because they can't buy them. Yeah. They can't get them. <laughs> and obviously Expo now here. So there's yeah. a lot of people here that are on rentals because they're only here for Expo. Yeah. That's Expo's hiring. I just saw today on another thing. They're, 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 they need people to be working at all these pavilions. They're hiring. Man. And everyone's renting cars. 400 dirhams a day. That's, that's crazy. 400 dirhams a day. What can we do? We yeah. damage this car. We've got to do it. Yeah. And, and there's no... But still, 400 dirhams a day. We were paying 80 a day. 
few months ago. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. See, yeah. this is, this, that's why Hertz is getting 100,000 Teslas. Yeah, well, you know, I remember when all the uh, motor show orders, the air show orders went in for the A380. That yep. worked out well, didn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, we've got... Yeah. Uh, you know, I, but I can just see it. Yeah, you get the rental car and then you got to find a place to charge it. And then you're, you don't have a clue how to charge it. And then you're doing, oh, the, the potential for damage. This is a worry. That's a genuine yeah. worry. Uh, miss, miss, yeah. um, people just not looking after them properly. Well, that's not it. necessarily understanding that you run that to zero, it's literally not going anywhere. Yeah. And it's a special <laughs> requirement for someone to be able to recover that dead. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, any guy with a recovery truck can come and get that on the back of it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. And you know how people do with rentals. They drive them like they stole them. So imagine what's going to happen. They're going to have to have all the ludicrous stuff disabled because everyone's going to be ludicrousing it, right? You know, out of the parking lot. <laughs> ludicrous mode. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's another. <laughs> oh, it's, that's why they've ordered 100,000 because 50 of them would end up upside down. <laughs> you know it. And I, uh, yeah. 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 That's all I could say is, yeah. It's great. It is. Uh-huh. It's great for, for Tesla. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting times to see what happens there with Hertz. I think they might be hurting after that. I, I think a lot of these rental companies have, there. there's a reckoning because oh, alternatives are cropping up and people are just, haven't traveled and now, you know, they're, they, they don't want to get ripped off by the, you know, the, the rental companies anymore who obviously make money off of renting and mileage and add-ons and, 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 and they're kind of going, hold on a second, you know, let's, let's build mutual back scratching here instead of just taking me to the cleaners every time. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I think the whole Airbnb model that yeah. you use for the rental. Yeah. In Turo. The summer. Turo.com. Yeah. I think those things, if they can get, a bit more regulation, let's say. Yeah. They're, they're the way to go. And whether that comes from having, you know, representatives that are technically minded in, in each area mm-hmm. where you run those so that cars can be inspected. Yeah. Not necessarily strictly, but like, yeah. okay, you've had three rentals, we need to do an inspection on your car to maintain your exactly. position on the site. Yeah. You know, those sort of things, I think, that's quite easy to put in place, I think. Uh, absolutely. And I, I think it's coming. I think there's going to be a lot of folks looking at, you know, the, the rental companies are all based off of new vehicles. Yeah. New vehicles hard to come by. We got lots of used vehicles though. And we got people who've got vehicles that aren't being used because now they're not driving and everyone, you know, a little bit of the gray economy. And here you've got a lot, we got a lot of used vehicles that are sitting right now in the auction. Imagine if someone just went in and said, you know, I'm going to take a thousand of these or, or the, the buy any guys who also have sell any car because they've got yeah. a field full of cars as well. And they just start saying, you know what, we're going to go into the Turo model now and we're going to take 400 of these cars and they're going to be the best thing you've ever driven. And here we go. I don't know why they're not doing that. Maybe they should. Maybe they haven't thought of it. Hopefully they're listening. Well, they're obviously listening. They're, Everyone they're, listens they're, to this. Of course they're listening, and now they're going, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That's a great idea. I'm in. Six billion listeners last episode. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, did you... I, I, I was... My, my attention was caught by the new, all-new Honda Civic Si, which looks nothing like a Honda. It looks more like a Volkswagen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> literally, I'm thinking I'm looking, I'm looking at the profile of this thing, and I'm literally saying, that looks like an Audi. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, and, I, and I hear in the back of my head, brown car guy, and Imtishan, 
bordering Middle East, who for a, a, a period of the time that we were doing our car talk show on Dubai Eye, hated Hondas. And they were Honda lovers. Like they were driving Hondas and they were saying, you know, Honda has lost the plot. Their cars no longer have any soul. The, Soul's back. They're both all about the new Type R. Yeah. Which to me looks like an accessories <laughs> seller has thrown up all over a Civic and then just said, oh, we'll sell that. I know it's got the power in the engine as well, but still, it doesn't look... I mean, if you're not 18, maybe. <laughs> you, know, you know what it also looks like to me? And I had to take a second look because I really thought it was... I thought it was a, this was a deep fake. I thought it was a, it, the, the back door and that little window, it's a Maxima. Yeah. It's got that Maxima look. Like they all, well, as we, you know, g- g- scroll back through the last 50 yeah. podcasts, it, at least 20 of them, we've spoken about how automotive companies are just, every car looks the same because they're, they're wind tunnel design now. And this is, this is kind of cool, but that's not the reason that I actually stumbled on this. It's because they've made a game that you can play in your browser to <laughs> celebrate <laughs> to celebrate I mean everyone was waiting for the Civic SI weren't they yeah and, and now they've got this game where you're driving the Civic SI around and it's a, it's a browser game you can play it on your phone too well, yeah, but it's obviously. called Evo played Track it, played it on the way here you know Evo Track and it's it's a cheesy game but <laughs> you don't stop I, playing I, I it just, I'm not a Honda guy to be honest <laughs> the Prelude that my granddad oh, had when I was like was the day. four that was it four or five that was like the square one the car I, that was I remember those cars yeah two doors yeah. yeah and he sold it for an accord and I know he regretted it but <laughs> my mum and dad had another baby and all of a sudden need to get two kids in the back that's a struggle yeah, that's a struggle my grandma at the time was portly so you know it was a struggle for her getting in and out of it anyway and uh, she went on to lose the weight but the accord was a big regret definitely and then he swapped that one for another Accord. Mm. And then he swapped that mm. for a Lancer. Oh. Devastated. He had such bad taste in cars, my granddad. <laughs> Good taste in bikes, but bad taste in cars. Oh, Lancer. Mm. The, the, the other thing that I, I came across, I threw at the bottom of the notes, is the Mattel Hot Wheels Batman car. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's the fact of this is, man, that's, that's just crazy. I mean, the new Batmobile. Do you know how much these things end up being worth these Hot Wheels if they're unopened they're so valuable to people like there's genuinely a massive collector's market for these things and this is right this is the reason these things get created yeah because they know there'll be thousands of people queuing up to want one to never play with it yeah it's this redesigned Batmobile as they're they're calling it it's uh, this is the the, the write up for it the newly redesigned Batmobile a gritty and ominous mid-engine muscle car (laughs) Seemingly sprung from a dystopian society. Well, yeah, it's like it's like if Batman was in Mad Max. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. What's, Batmobile's supposed to be mental. <laughs> That's what this is. The guy's a billionaire, <laughs> and he's got he's he's got a, he's got a bomb find Mustang, and well, actually, it looks welded. like an old Charger, doesn't it? Yeah, it he's does got a bomb like find Charger and just some welding down here. Some stupid wheels on it, and then I think Mad the Maxed it. Front wheels look wider than the rear wheels i thought that's how's that gonna they're work they're probably all for they're, they're all different wheels yeah so this this one i this is not the batmobile this is daryl's new car in walking yeah. dead <laughs> you know Ridiculous. what i noticed the other day so when you go walking dead i'm glad you brought this up because i i the other day i was i was watching the walking dead and and i i'm, I'm still i'm one episode behind so if you've watched them we're in mid-season break at the minute okay uh 
Oh, yo, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm up to speed. Yeah. yeah, I'm up to speed. But I was noticing as I was watching, and we've had this, everyone's hair is perfect, except Daryl. His is like that, but it's always the same, his hair. So I'm thinking it's a wig. Yeah. Because how can that hair always look like that? Now they shot all his scenes on one day. <laughs> yeah, clearly. The whole 11 series. <laughs> it's, I mean, pretty much. It's not that hard to do. Yeah. It's, but everyone's, everyone's got great hair. And I'm thinking, there's no running water, people. <laughs> like, where did, you, where did you? There's no herbal essences. Yeah, like where if you just stockpiled from the Walmart all the shampoos and there because you never see any of that stuff, but their hair is always perfect and blow dried. And where are the blow dryers? Well, uh, yeah, you know, you don't, I mean, there's there's, there's reanimated <laughs> corpses walking around, and we're worried about why they've got clean hair. <laughs> so yeah, this, I could see Daryl though in this Mattel Batmobile. Yeah, no, but not Batman. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing about that as a Hot Wheels toy is you can throw that down your mum's stairs, you know, play with it on the banister and chuck it about playing with your brothers and sisters. And that's great because it won't look damaged because it's already supposed to look that way. So then you'll still be able to sell it for a fortune, but Batman shouldn't have a car like that. Yeah. Yeah. Batman's probably the only sort of comic movie franchise that I ever sort of watched. So like the ones in the 90s that had Danny DeVito was a penguin, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones that I ever watched. I never watched any others. Didn't, didn't really watch Spider-Man. Never interested in any of the others. But Batman, no, that's not Batmobile, is it? <laughs> it's, it's grunge. It's just grunge. <laughs> yeah, but that was the 90s. We don't need grunge. It's all changed. Like it should, his, his car should have, it should be multicolored. It should be rainbow painted. <laughs> rainbow painted. Yeah. And there should be a question about the um, gender of Batman as well. In fact, it should just called Bat. 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 Bat, yeah. Yeah, bat. bat. Do we still have, is this, was it, was there a bat woman or was it cat woman? It's cat woman, it's a cat wasn't woman. It? Yeah, because that was Halle Berry, bat wasn't girl. it? Bat girl, yeah. Maybe. But no, it shouldn't be that. That shouldn't, it's that's terrible. not a Batmobile, that. No, that's not a Batmobile. Because see, you could make that out of your own car. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you could make, if you've got a Charger or a Challenger from the sort of 70s, you could make that. Whereas the proper Batmobile, did no you, chance. Did you see that link I sent you? that someone was out scouting some movie sets in California and then they, they ran across a graveyard of yeah. Porsches, the abandoned Porsche collection. What a horrific situation. The guy doesn't want to sell them. No. It's, it's like there's, there's nine to eight, there's four S's in there and everything. Yeah. It's literally in a field, these, these Porsches are just abandoned and sitting there under the elements, like the, the paint jobs are all done baked on sand it's 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 sad it's more than sad there's some proper cars there yeah cars that were actually su- slated to replace the 911 thankfully the 911 stayed not necessarily so happy that they didn't continue this sort of line of production with with the 928s and the 944s and all those i like them yeah and this these ones had the 928s you get the v8 in it's 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 just crazy, and the, I mean, why won't you sell them? I don't know. Just sell one, you know. <laughs> see how it goes. See how you feel after you've sold one. You didn't like it, then don't sell the rest. But you will like it, and then you'll get to see somebody that actually has got the time to fix them. It's and then the last sentence in this article. In short, they're perfect candidates for restoration, which is why it's so frustrating. This old bastard won't yeah. sell the damn things. Yeah. It's just they're just sitting there. It's, yeah. But then again, fair enough, the guy might think, no, I'm going to fix them. Yeah. You know, there's going to come a day. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. At least put tents on them, put something on them, cover them. Come on. I know. Yeah. But like the fact that there's, 
you've got the V8 S4s and you've got <laughs> so many of them there that broken for parts would be <laughs> worth a fortune. You know, these these could have, you know, there is one that looks like it's got front end damage on it. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's no good. But broken for parts, somebody's project might require some of these parts that you want to get and, and then, you know, you could help finish somebody's project. Imagine. Or make yeah. it into an art installation and get people to come and visit it. Even better. And then use the money for the tickets you sell for that to spend it to fix it. Well, you put a little beer garden over beside it and there you go. It's a festival yeah. site. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> at least it's something cool. Like in the UK, we've got, like, there's a hat museum and there's Barometer World. You know, you can see the biggest barometer. Yeah, world. yeah, yeah. UK, I told you. Come, come to I the sent you the video from the BBC archive yeah, yeah. about that lunatic the, on the tricycle in the seventies who yeah. makes bikes that yeah. are five inches frame. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> then he's like in his seventies in his <laughs> in his slip on shoes, just riding around the park. Yeah, you see that guy coming, parents <laughs> scooping up their kids and running. That's the UK for you. Yeah? Every town's got one, and that's the same. That'd be cool. There's that. There's the on the is it on the Route 66 in the US where there's the cars that are upended in the in the ground and then people just graffitied on them and or painted on them. That's a, that's an attraction. This could be an attraction. Oh yeah, Route 66. There you go. You could pick pick wisely. <laughs> Traveling on that road. I'm gonna do it one day. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna hire Winnebago and do it. Yeah, that's a, an old beat up Winnebago. Ah, oh, yeah. I do like it. a proper National Lampoons. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably more dysfunctional than, than those guys, to be fair. Oh man! Uh, any any uh, last words from the shop? Anything going on? Any anything that's grabbed your attention? Um, apart from TIP being just too far away to get in and out of enough times in the day, so everything every time I turn up there, there's something new happening which I didn't know about. So that's cool. But uh-huh. yeah, there's um, there's always fun stuff going on. We've we've got. A lot, of, uh, like I say, a lot of people at the minute actually fixing their cars that maybe wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, I was I was driving mine the other day, and I thought, yeah, I got to get this in. There's, you know, you'd give me a list of things that need to be fixed at some point that are, you know, and, and one of those things I think really does need to be fixed now. <laughs> I mean, it could go without ever being fixed, but I think it really needs to be fixed. <laughs> it's just now, now it's annoying me, and it's it's one of those. Uh, I don't. I, it's in the front suspension. Mm. There's. Bar two bars that come out that work with your your shocks and springs, and I think one of them's like not right because it clunks. <laughs> okay, when you go instead of because because I own two of the same vehicle, yeah. So one of them when you go over a speed bump and it's it's a nice thing, and, and the other one it goes over and it clunks a little bit. And I know the shocks are okay, and I know the springs are okay, which means it's that. And I'm sure you said there's something that needs yeah. to be fixed like that. You said, yeah, it doesn't need to be done yet, but it needs to be done. Well, I think it needs to be no, done. It's time. <laughs> yeah, I think it needs to be done. It's, it's certainly uh, worth doing before you put tires on it. Yeah, because it does need tires too. Yeah. So tires are coming and it's just like, yeah, I think this needs to be done. Yeah. So yeah, it's... I say a lot of people fixing stuff on their cars and and we've got got a couple of... I've got Bentley in at the minute. It was really nice. Oh, nice. Um older one or a newer one or? Uh, 2016 okay yeah the Is guy a friend of ours um bought it and i like a tires and brakes yeah and i like a bentley yeah, my boys like bentley's they're still slightly understated on the outside yeah. they're not in yeah. your face rolls yeah. royce yeah my you, you know, know my boys not not such big rolls fans because you know we had a chance to drive in they, they love bentley's they say you know a bentley is just a nice yeah no this is cool w12 and Beautiful. it was it's the two-tone paint job, blue oh, and silver. Yeah. There we go. Um, I was looking along the, the line the other day to see where they 
where there was an imperfection in it, I found a couple, so mm-hmm. I'll be writing to crew and, and, and complaining <laughs> about it. You're letting the brand down. But no, it's they're good they're good cars and they're always nice to see in the in the garage and have them around and I actually used the example of the wheel centres on the Bentley phone of our text the other day. So we had a customer in with his nine eleven and they Set the wheel centers had started to delaminate, so you'd bought some new ones mm. from Porsche with the Porsche logo. And there's a hole in them, so you can pull them out. But what we always try to do is we try to line the hole up in the same place on the wheel relative to the tyre valve, okay. so that it's the same on all wheels. Now, right. obviously, differentials and everything else going around corners means that they're out of alignment in terms of front to back yeah. when you look at them after it's driven a metre. But that still doesn't mean that they shouldn't be the same yeah. on every wheel, regardless of the fact that it is a Porsche 911, so it should be anyway. And I was like, look at the Bentley. That's how you do it. I want it done the same on the Porsche. You've got to, you've got to think every single car in here is a Bentley. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter if it's a Pajero. doesn't matter if it's a Bentley or anything in between. It has to go out having been treated the same. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really important that that is the mindset because whilst that person driving the Pajero might also think, oh, it's only a Pajero and I wish I had a Bentley, it may well be that that's the pride and joy. Some people, like Colin, like them. Yeah. And, you know, they that's how it is. And you've got to treat them correctly. And a bit of a right act was read to the technician in question about it. But it's not acceptable to not see every car as the same. Yeah. We had a guy doing our fit out in the first garage in Alcoos when he was fitting some stuff out and he was doing the customer toilet. And the person who put me on to him, uh, he came in to do an assessment before we made the final payment to him. And he went round and he said, look, you, this is only a garage and it's a garage in Alcoos, but you need to treat it like you're working on a five-star hotel with us. You've got to treat it that way. And it's right, it's the same with cars. It doesn't matter what the car is, how old it is, how beat up it is, how many kilometres it's done, how much... It, how valuable it is they have to be treated the same mm. and they should have a seat covering and they should have a floor mat in and we should send pictures and videos of the report and we should wash them before they go out and we should drive them correctly all these things are important and um trying to set these standards especially now we've got two sites where yeah that's hard. that's it's a big change isn't yeah it? i'm spread between the two it's easier to learn from mistakes made on the first one now with the second one so you know that will stay cleaner and stay tidier and we'll have different things in different places to allow for that to happen but we we do need to aspire to a certain level and and it's it's sometimes quite hard especially with language barriers sometimes to Mm. to put that across in a way that doesn't sound like you're just shouting at somebody (laughs) yeah yeah you know so we do a lot of shouting and swearing every day so the time that comes that you know we might want to film stuff in in the workshop Obviously, it's, it's going to be out of your system. It's, yeah. Oh, man. You know what, Glenn? It, this is this is as always been a whole bunch of fun. Enjoyed it, and I look forward to doing it again real soon. If you're wondering what you've been listening to, because you've just been randomly listening, it is Potaholics, and you are listening to PowerWorks with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive, and we're going to be doing it all again really soon. So share the link, follow what we're doing online, Potaholics.com. That's Potaholics with a K. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you very much for listening. So long for now.